0: This is the way. What is up all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And I've got a loaded podcast episode for you on this edition. Let me give you the rundown. Number one, I'm going to do some news reporting. There's been some massive Star Wars news, specifically with the Ahsoka series dropping in the past month, so we definitely need to discuss that. Number two, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the two-episode premiere of The Bad Batch on Disney+, and then we're going to finish this podcast episode with me resuming my Mando rewatch series with season two, chapter 9 titled The Marshall. So before we get into it, I do want to give a scheduling update to all of our listeners. Leading up to The Mandalorian, you can expect a new podcast episode every other week. So bi-weekly. So what that means is two weeks from now on January 20th, you can expect another Mando Talk episode, and I'll continue that every other week drop until we get to The Mandalorian Season 3. Once we get to The Mandalorian Season 3, our first Mando, I guess, spoiler discussion will drop on March the 3rd, and then we'll do each and every single week. That way, we are releasing a new podcast episode with each new podcast episode of The Mandalorian that drops. So, leading up to The Mandalorian Season 3, a new podcast episode every two weeks. During The Mandalorian Season 3, a new podcast episode each week for each chapter that comes out. And then after The Mandalorian finishes airing, we'll go back to every other episode. Week And honestly, I'm kind of thinking about doing that throughout the this year. Every other week whenever there's not a live action Star Wars show on, but whenever a live action Star Wars show is on, we'll do a podcast episode each week to make sure that I'm dropping some content for each and every single episode that comes out. So I definitely wanted to give that update. I know the schedule has not been consistent recently. That's due to the fact of me and my wife welcoming our first baby boy into the family so I've definitely had to shift my focus on the home which of course hopefully you find understandable uh, big big moves in the Keller household but it's, it's all exciting but, but we're finally you know we feel like we, we feel like we've got a grasp of this parenting thing but I mean we've seen it in the Mandalorian Din Djarin struggles to, to uh, maintain to uh, calm down Grogu from time to time that's definitely relatable so we're getting there it feels like you know starting to settle in the fact that i'm a father and it feels like i'm going to be able to start cranking out these podcast episodes again so stay tuned make sure you follow us on socials at mando talk specifically twitter if you want some more updates regarding podcast releases but every two weeks whenever there's not a show coming on every week whenever there is a live action show coming on okay now let's get into this podcast episode news reporting we got to do that first because there's so much good news that has come out in this past month and like I said up at the top Ahsoka heavy it's Ahsoka series heavy and if you're somebody that wants to avoid anything regarding the Ahsoka series you may want to you know fast forward a little bit in this podcast episode because you may view some of these news pieces as spoilery and i I 1000% respect that if you're somebody that wants to avoid those by all means skip ahead and and get past that so that way you can go into that Ahsoka series absolutely fresh because it seems like that would be what your intentions are which it's always great when you can do that but you know as a Star Wars I guess I guess I can call myself a content creator I enjoy talking about this stuff so let's let's again let's not waste any more time now let's dive into it news report number one. From Bespin Bulletin, and this is Ahsoka, spoilery-ish, I guess. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Hera Syndulla in Star Wars Ahsoka. Hello, massive news. We've always speculated that Ahsoka is going to connect heavily to the Star Wars Rebel series. I didn't know, I, at least for me, I knew it was going to connect with Thrawn and potentially Ezra and potentially Sabine. I never thought that, for some reason, I never thought that they'd take that to the next step and include Hera, let alone they would have Mary Elizabeth Winstead portray Hera Syndulla in this show. I, for one, absolutely love this. I know there, there may be some hesitations out there as far as having, yet again, another... Actress actor portray one of these animated series characters, but so far they've done a fantastic job of I don't want to say recasting rather. I'll just say casting a new portrayal for a live-action version So far they've crushed that in this Mando verse. So this has me absolutely Pumped if I'm being quite honest. I know I've speculated Uh, on my youtube shorts and on my tiktok videos instagram reels uh, which by the way subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't for additional star wars content including those youtube shorts that that are that are pretty fun to do um i've speculated that could this mean that we see zeb could we see chopper could we see the ghost could we see well i know we're going to see ezra but but you know what i what i'm saying could we see all of these foundational pieces of rebels i certainly hope so i think of all of those that i mentioned i feel like maybe the least likely would be zeb just because of the i guess Responsibility of trying to portray that type of character in live action, and that may throw people off once they see it in a live action form. Uh, but I, for one, would love to see them attempt it. But who knows? I-, I want you to let me know if if you've got an opinion on that. Hop on over to Twitter and tweet at me at Mando Talk, or join our Discord. We're having all kinds of great conversations about Ahsoka and about this news piece and about anything Star Wars related in that Discord community. So that link is down in the description for you to clink is w- for you to clink for you to click as well to to share some thoughts on anything that we talk about in this podcast but yes this is so exciting for me Harrison Dula being portrayed live action let's go that was news piece number 1 news piece number 2 And we're definitely diving into uh, specific spoilers with this one, in my opinion. This is from Making Star Wars. Two characters in Ahsoka have reportedly been revealed. Ray Stevenson will be playing a character named Balon, who is apparently a former Jedi and survivor of Order 66, who fled to the quote, new beyond and became corrupted over time. Now, number one. How many new Jedi are going to be revealed to have survived Order 66? That's starting to become a question of mine. Doesn't bother me. It's just a question that I have, you know. It seems like, you know, obviously we got Cal, and Cal Kestis is my boy. Uh, Please, as long as you keep creating these Jedi that survived Order 66 that are that level of character. You know, we got Kanan and Rebels. Like, all of these Jedi that they that have been new additions, you know, after the episodic films wrapped, specifically the one through six episodic films wrapped, they've been great. So hopefully that's going to be the case with this Balon, but it sounds like obviously this descriptor saying corrupted doesn't sound like this dude's in a good place. But another important thing to point out here from this description is this thing called the quote-unquote new beyond. Boy oh boy, Does, do those two words for some reason get me extremely excited. Apparently this New Beyond is supposed to be a completely new location in the Star Wars universe, in the Star Wars galaxy, that obviously we haven't explored before. It would 1000% make sense that that's where Thrawn has been hiding, and so that's why the Ahsoka series ends up leading out into, those, into that region in the Star Wars galaxy. But man, for some, it might just be me. But when I read New Beyond, my eyes, I kid you not, got wide open. It's just so exciting to hear that we're going to new places where, and I know I shared this on a previous Mando rewatch that I did. We're not going in in Ahsoka, hopefully it sounds like we're not going to Tatooine. I love Tatooine, don't get me wrong, but we've been to Tatooine in almost every show so far, except Andor. Got a lot of love for Andor. Um, but yeah, I don't have Tatooine fatigue. I've sit se- I've said that in the past, but I would I would appreciate maybe in the Mandoverse verse not going there for once. And it sounds like Ahsoka's not going to. It sounds like we are going to be going to this new beyond and focusing on a new region, which is so exciting. Anyway, that was one character that was revealed. A second character Is who Ivana Sakano Sakano? I'm not I'm I'm not good with names, guys. If it's not set on a Star Wars project, I struggle with it. But anyway, this individual will be playing Balon's adopted apprentice named named Shin, who is described as cold, calculated, and eager. And for some reason, when I read that, I thought. Well, it'd be cool if Shin was kind of inspired by Asajj. Like, maybe they could kind of have that dynamic, like a Dooku-Asajj-Ventress dynamic going on here in the Ahsoka series. That would be cool. Obviously, I know these are two brand new characters, but, you know, as long as they're inspired by those two, you know, it's it's like poetry. It rhymes. I'm totally down for that. But regardless... I love the sound of, of these two characters. I love the names. Balon and Shin sound like it's gonna just flow off the tongue. It's gonna sound like it fits in the in the Star Wars world. And so I'm loving. I'm loving these these two names, these two characters, the descriptions, and, and again, I'll say it one more time, this idea of the new beyond. All right, next news piece. Hoo-hoo-hoo, boys and girls. This one has me extremely Extremely excited. And again, this is from Making Star Wars. According to Making Star Wars, Stormtroopers with reforged white and gold armor led by Thrawn will feature in Star Wars Ahsoka. Now, as soon as I see Stormtroopers with reforged white and gold armor... That makes me think of Kylo Ren reforging his helmet in Rise of Skywalker. And I believe in the report it even says that it's very similar to that. That is extremely intriguing and extremely exciting just alone by itself. Don't even throw Thrawn in there. And if the report had simply just said reforge stormtroopers with with gold, with white and gold armor, led or not, not necessarily led by Thrawn, just led by an admiral, whatever, whoever, Uh, hello, sign me up. That sounds like an incredible visual, an incredible Black Series figure that I would need to add to the collection. But then you add that later part of that sentence, led by Thrawn, and sign me up. Immediately when I read that too, I think of, Heir to the Empire, it's kind of just those vibes of Heir to the Empire trilogy that was written by Timothy Zahn, I know it's Legends now, but I always recommend to any Star Wars fan to read those three novels, because I do believe at this point that um, Star Wars and Lucasfilm is leaning heavily into those, I know it's not possible to retell those stories, but I think it's possible to get some inspiration from them, and I I just, I, I can't imagine that the The creators of Ahsoka bringing Thrawn back to life, I can't imagine that they ignored that content. It's just too good for those creators to not do their due diligence and take a look at that stuff. And I fully trust the people involved with Lucasfilm as far as the canon i guess you could say canon police or story creators uh people in the writer's room there's somebody in that room that was assigned if not all of them assigned to go back and look at all of the novels written on Thrawn. and i guarantee you heir to the empire and those that followed were included in that list so i fully expect to see some inspiration taken on in the ahsoka series and just this report alone makes me think of that as well. But uh, it, I, I can't wait. You know, I, I recently said Mando 3 was my most anticipated show of 2023. Again, that was on a YouTube short. But the more I hear about Ahsoka, it's it's starting to become a competition. But of course, my answer always is my most anticipated Star Wars project is the one that's closest to coming out. So it, it's going to keep changing uh, and I just can't wait. I can't wait to see Thrawn make his live-action appearance. Alright, we've got one more news piece, and that is, in the latest issue of Production Weekly, And an untitled Star Wars project has appeared with online rumor and speculation believing this project is being produced by Favreau and Filoni with a working title of Ghost Track 17 and is set during the Mandoverse era. Wow, if that's the case, I think that that is probably a show that's replacing the New Republic show, the the Rangers of the New Republic show that had to be scrapped. I have a feeling that was scrapped due to the Gina Carano situation. I won't go into that. You're listening to this, you know that situation. But it's definitely possible, obviously, if that show is not happening, there is a slot that Favreau and Filoni had planned on working on something for something new to maybe take its place. I don't know what Ghost Track 17 means, but it's certainly intriguing, and I certainly believe it's a possibility. It is also equally a possibility that this production weekly thing, having this untitled project of Ghost Track 17, it could be a project that's already been announced. We have so many projects that... That have already been announced. That it's certainly possible that this thing is 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 one of those projects. You know, we got Taika Waititi's film. We've got Lindelof's film that's apparently going going into production very soon by all, all reports, uh, Feige's film, we've got other shows. It's just insane. Insane. So it's hard to say, but sometimes Production Weekly, I would say more often than not, Production Weekly is at least correct in some form with what they report and what they put out there in their issues. So there's hope that Favreau and Filoni are producing something new in the Mandoverse, but I'm not sticking to it quite yet. I think I need to wait and see uh, what else might come from this news This news piece on Favro and Filoni. Well, there's all of the news reporting. And it, it, like I said, a lot of big news pieces specifically focused in on Ahsoka. But it's also nice for me to see that every single one of those news pieces connects to the Mandoverse. And it connects to this larger storytelling that Favreau and Filoni are going for during this Mandalorian uh, crave that all of us are experiencing right now and rightfully so it's just good stuff good soup Mando talk obviously I, I we got the Mando and the Mando talk I love all things Mandalorian I love all things during this era I love all things that they're setting up so if we get another another show from these guys Favreau and Filoni sign me up sign me up okay now let's get into my thoughts on the bad batch premiere two episode premiere we had episode one titled spoils of war and I'm just going to give you some bullet points that I made as I was re-watching these this this past evening. Number one, from episode one, I loved how we went right into the action with the Bad Batch rather than spending time catching the audience up on what the crew has been up to. I imagine things that they've been doing in between seasons will naturally just kind of flow and come out in conversations throughout this season, so I loved that decision. It was very, almost kind of like, indiana jones in a sense where as soon as the episode opened as soon as the premiere opened they were at the end or in the middle of a mission reminds me very much so of indiana jones with that rock just just you know you've seen indiana jones you've seen how it opens we we catch up with him already in the action it's the same exact thing here with the bad batch second thing i loved about episode one i loved the music and animation of course stunning as always i have to throw that out there every single time that i can and i'm sure i'll say that more often as we continue to talk about the bad batch next thing that i loved i loved how it is clear that omega's abilities and skills have increased she is part of the crew officially now and Obviously, that was a major plot point in season one, so it's good to see that that has flourished and that has continued and carried over into this new season. Another thing that I quite enjoyed about the first episode, I like seeing clones obviously still being used. I'm glad we haven't skipped over that because I'm still hopeful that we get to witness their eventual decommission. I know there's been uh, allusions to it, allurements to it, mentions to it of it eventually happening. We probably have a good idea of timeline-wise when it happens. I just want to see like the the behind-the-scenes of of how the galaxy reacts, how the clones react, how the Bad Batch reacts to seeing their brothers being decommissioned and suddenly having... I mean, this is kind of dark, but suddenly not having what has been their entire life not there anymore. So that could really create some deep storytelling in this animated series that i would really enjoy next thing that i enjoyed being back in dooku's palace made this one feel heavily connected to the original clone war series which i think this bad batch show has done a phenomenal job of i do think it's done a healthy mix of feeling like Clone Wars Season 8 versus just the Bad Batch on its own I'm not somebody that criticizes it for it I think that is by design this should be a continuation of the Clone Wars series because this is directly connected to the aftermath of what these clones are going to have to deal with post- The Empire taking over. So I love those connections. Give that to me as much as possible. On to episode two, which was titled Ruins of War. I loved seeing Omega working with Tekken Echo after spending the majority of her meaningful moments in season one with Hunter and Wrecker. That was a nice refresh, and I'm glad that they went with that creatively uh, here in beginning season two. I liked that decision a lot. Next thing, I sincerely, this was, a, this was just a takeaway of mine, I sincerely believed Tech was going to die there for a minute. I got really worried. The music selections, uh, the way the pacing of that moment was going in the episode, the way it was playing out, goodness gracious, I was extremely nervous for Tech, but I'm glad that uh, Tech made it through. And then the last thing about episode 2, was the ending. For me, the ending was a a jaw-dropper of having Rampart kill the clone trooper who refused to lie on the report to hide his previous failures, and for some reason, I made this note here, this made me think of Andor. It it might just be recency, but it's just, again, it's so nice to see. And, And this is when the Bad Batch is the best. It's at its best whenever it focuses in on the Empire, and whenever it shows the transition period that the impi- that the empire is currently going through it's it's cool to see the the dirty side of all of this stuff it's cool to see why the empire is truly villainous and why we're not supposed to like them obviously andor knocked it out of the park with that but even here in the bad batch with rampart killing that clone at the end that was just so representative of of what these imperial admirals and officers and even troopers eventually are going to be all about and i can't wait to personally see what comes of this because it's gonna it's gonna be found out thrawn or not necessarily thrawn i don't think thrawn's going to be included in bad batch but we've got tarkin that's already been established in the bad batch you know i take that back we could see no 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 obviously hold up pause 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 Yes, we could see Thrawn. For some reason, I was thinking he was already jetted off with, with Ezra, but obviously that's later down the the canon timeline. We could see Thrawn, but, but they've already introduced Tarkin, so I, I heavily believe that Tarkin's going to be the one to find out of Rampart's sneakiness, and somehow Rampart's going to you know see the end of his... Days uh, at the hands of maybe Tarkin or Tarkin just gives the order or something like that. Not necessarily in this season. It could happen in this season. I'm still on the fence of, I don't know if this is the final season of the Bad Batch or not. So that is still to be determined. I think it'd be nice if they just did three seasons. I, I, I just like that number better. I mean, it just fits naturally for Star Wars. You know, we're used to trilogies. But we'll see. We'll definitely see how that that plays out something else that I loved and and this just kind of randomly came to me and this is not necessarily about either of these episodes but both of them at the same time I love that of all of the trailers that we've gotten it seems like we've already seen the majority of those trailers like We have so much to look forward to because a lot of the trailers that we've gotten recently had a lot of these moments in these two episodes. And I always love it when that's the case because now we're going in absolutely clueless as to what could be happening next. But you let me know what you thought of the two episode premiere of The Bad Batch. I will say overall... I enjoyed it. I I had a lot of fun. Yes, it was a totally different pace compared to Andor. I mean, everything in the Star Wars galaxy is going to be a a change of pace compared to Andor because it was so rare and so different. But I I like the lightheartedness of it. It's, It's so good. It's great to go back to animation here and there. I love the way, and this is kind of random but kind of not, I love the way that Lucasfilm and star wars are strategically spacing out these live action shows versus the animated shows it, the way that they do it it just feels like a palate cleanse like once we get kind of midway through the bad batch at that point yes i'll be ready to see the mandalorian once we finish the mandalorian yes i'll probably be ready to see maybe star wars visions or that young jedi adventures thing that they got planned to drop and, and so on and so forth so if they continue to do that phenomenal like content creating planning there by lucasfilm and star wars but yeah let me know what you thought of the two episode bad batch premiere let me know on twitter or hop on over to discord and share your thoughts on either of those platforms and let's end this podcast episode with resuming our mando rewatch series i was hoping to get more of these watched before recording this podcast but it time and life just just didn't play out that way I already told you you know we got a baby boy and and he just takes all of my attention right now so I did get the Marshall in chapter nine so I'm going to share some of the some of the thoughts that I could see carrying over into season three with that one what I have planned is during the next podcast episode which is again going to drop on January 20th I hope to do the next three episodes of the Mandalorian season two that way we get to the halfway point of season two and then that way the next podcast episode we can finish season two and then the next podcast episode we can do the book of boba fett mandalorian episodes with some final predictions and that'll take us right to the doorstep of the mandalorian season three premiere so don't don't worry, I know I I had this elaborate schedule planned, but I will, I will still get every single Mandalorian episode included during this Mando Rewatch series. We're just going to have to double up and and triple up here and there. So, season two, chapter nine, the Marshall love. Before I even get to my takeaways, goodness gracious, I love this chapter. I, I, I may be alone in this, but this might be one of the greatest premieres of any Disney Plus content. I'm definitely not going to say of any TV show content. I would, I think that would probably be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, that's me critically thinking. Now as far as a Star Wars fan. I could easily see a part of my brain saying. Yes absolutely this is the greatest premiere episode of all time. Of any television. But you know me thinking. You know getting out of the Star Wars bias. You know I understand. I'll, I will say though. Greatest premiere on Disney Plus. Of any content star wars marvel you name it this premiere was fantastic from beginning to end i can't remember off the top of my head i think favreau directed this episode but yes it was absolutely fantastically done loved every single second and this didn't make my takeaways because we've already talked about boba fett during this mando rewatch series but him showing up at the end I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget seeing Tamara Morrison back as that character. It was absolutely so cool to see that. Okay, let's get into Chapter 9 some specifics that could carry over into season three of the Mandalorian for me the biggest takeaway from this chapter is how well Din Djarin works with and respects Cobb Vanth by the end of this chapter this is a relationship I certainly want to continue to see flourish and develop I would love I would absolutely love to see Timothy Olyphant back as Cobb Vanth this is arguably one of the best characters that has been introduced in the Disney era of Star Wars. I know Cobb Vanth was first alluded to. I believe it was in the Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig, maybe, and then expanded upon. And again, that goes back to something I talked about earlier in this podcast, the The creative team is taking the time to read and look at all of the content that's out there, and I love that. I love that, and again, I certainly believe that that's extending over into Legends to get some ideas. But yes, I love Cobb Vanth, love this character, and I so want to see him in in further seasons. And and so I guess that's my biggest question regarding what we can take away from Chapter 9 is does this translate into seeing Cobb Vanth in Season 3 of The Mandalorian? Now, my response to that question is after seeing his character in the Book of Boba Fett and now knowing he is in that back-to-tank bed in Boba's palace, I'm not quite sure anymore. If you had asked me before that happened, I would have said Vanth would 1,000% be in Season 3. But for some reason... Him being in that back to tank has me thrown off, and maybe I'll have a different feeling once I actually go back and rewatch those Book of Boba Fett episodes because they do include Din Djarin, so they are going to make the cut as far as our Mando rewatch series. So once we do that, maybe I'll have a better answer as far as Cobb Vanth being in season three goes. But for right now, I'm kind of iffy on it now that he's in that back to tank bed. But I will say, If Boba Fett makes an appearance in Season 3, obviously I think the likelihood of Cobb Vanth appearing obviously increases, uh, which, again, I hope happens. I don't need it to happen because I feel like if Boba Fett and Cobb Vanth get involved, that means we may have to go back to Tatooine. I've already shared my opinions on that. I I wouldn't mind going back, but I don't absolutely have to anymore. Uh, Maybe they can travel to him, though. Maybe Din Djarin just puts a call out and says, Hey, Boba, bring uh, bring your bring our boy, not just your boy. Bring our boy, Cobb Vanth. Get him out of that back to tank bed, and and let's go uh, crush some stormtrooper skulls or something. I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be cool regardless, but we'll see. We'll see as far as Cobb Vanth goes. And you know that that's really the lone and biggest takeaway of chapter nine that I noticed. But there was something else. It, it may be viewed small to others. But for some reason, this means a whole heck of a lot. It, it, for some reason, this creative decision, this character decision of Din Djarin lands with me so well. And that is, is the continued portrayal of Din Djarin communicating with the Tuscan Raiders in a healthy and positive way without killing, is that something that, that we could continue to to expand upon. I think this would be incredibly interesting cuz this is just a character trait of Mando's that again, I'm just beginning to love so much. And and I'm not necessarily saying that in season 3 we have to see Din Djarin communicate with Tusken Raiders. I'm saying I would like to see maybe in this upcoming season, or maybe just upcoming seasons, season four, season five, however long they want to do this thing, not only with the Sand People, but it'd be really cool to see that character trait of Din Djarin just carry over into all indigenous species of planets that he travels to. I think it would just be a cool character trait, character dynamic, cool little just detail that That he's taken the time to communicate, to uh, connect, to do all of these things with these different species across the the galaxy of, of all of these different locations that he's gone to. That may be me diving way too deep into that, but that's what we do here. That's what we do here, and we'll see. We'll see, but I I would love to see him continue to communicate with other tribes, with other species as he continues to go around. And maybe even the reason why he has so much respect for all of these different species, if we continue that pattern, is because maybe they've, they've helped each other with missions. I don't know. Wouldn't that be wild? I mean, we live in a time where we saw Boba Fett train these sand people how to ride a speeder. So anything is possible as far as Din Djarin working and hanging out with any kind of species or, or creature that he comes across in The Mandalorian Season 3. But that's that's really the, the main things that I wanted to point out and discuss with you regarding Chapter 9, The Marshal. I'm sure there may have been some things that I missed. So what I need you to do now, the listener, you yourself go back and, and watch Chapter 9, The Marshal. And if there's things that you feel like I missed in this chapter that could connect to the Mandalorian season three? By all means, let me know over on Discord or tweet at me at Mando and we'll definitely talk about it. Maybe the next the next podcast episode and that that uh, invitation there is always extended. I feel like I've probably said this before on the pod. Anything you want to talk about Star Wars related, tweet at me at Mando Talk or. Drop it in the Discord and say, hey, this is something that I would really like to hear your opinion on. I would really like to hear your take on. And and I'll talk about it. I'll include it as part part of one of our segments. Like tonight, we did a news report. We did a Bad Batch premiere. We did a Mandalorian rewatch segment. Let's add to that audience input segment. I would love to do that. I would love to honestly maybe... Each podcast episode, if we have enough submissions for that, we could do a fan submission or listener questions or listener comments we could always close every episode out with doing that that option is always there and also if you want to have your voice heard there is a link in the description as far as you dropping in a voice message that would be a great way to get you on the show as well well there you go we have officially made it through all of those different things for this podcast episode what did you think of all the news pieces what did you think of the Ahsoka news pieces and then of course the Favreau and Filone working on are they working on a new Mandoverse project you let me know and also Bad Batch premiere what did you think of those two episodes and what do you think of chapter nine of the Mandalorian of course now we're what over a year removed from that so how do you feel about that chapter what from that chapter could carry over into season three let me know wherever Twitter Discord and also down in the YouTube comments. Let me know there. Well, there you go. There's our podcast episode for this edition. You will hear from me again on January 20th. Look out for another podcast episode from me dropping on all podcast feeds. Reminder, we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, you name it. Every single platform that you could imagine a podcast being on, we're there. So subscribe to us on all of those. Follow us on all social Medias at Mando Talk, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That way you can communicate with us more. Join the Discord for more one on one conversations. And let's continue to have some fun. We've got a big year for Star Wars in 2023, and hopefully we got a big year for Mando Talk in 2023. And I want you to be a part of it. So join us by subscribing, following, all of those things on all of those platforms and also podcast listeners rate us five stars rate us five stars for some reason it helps with the with the algorithm it puts our podcast in the faces of random users so do that for me i would greatly appreciate it and it is now time for me to get out of here it's time for me to enjoy these these next couple of weeks you know life of life of a father. I hope you enjoy these next couple of weeks as we continue to number 1 enjoy the bad batch, but number 2 gear up for the Mandalorian season 3. This is your place to do that and I can't wait to to cover the next few chapters of the Mandalorian as we continue to do this Mando rewatch series with all of these other Star Wars goodies that we get to talk about. All right, I've rambled enough. Let's get out of here. I hope you have a blessed week, weekend, next week, all of those things. Until January 20th, be blessed, stay stress-free, and as always, we have spoken.